When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter. This is A to Z Sports. We got to thank our title sponsor, BetMGM. They make things happen in the world of sports betting. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. We love BetMGM, and you should love BetMGM as well. Also, our presenting sponsors, which include Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Farm Bureau Health Plans, visit fbhp.com slash A to Z and change your health plan like I changed my health plan and reap the benefits of that. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. The Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. They've got their main location down there in Franklin, but satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. So if you're hurt, injured, if you're, uh, your hips tweaked, whatever you need, Bone and Joint Institute has you covered. And speaking of coverage, if you are injured in a car accident, Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans and the official lawyer right here of A to Z Sports Mornings, Hughes and Coleman, they are trusted in Tennessee. You should trust them too. That is Hughes and Coleman, the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. All right, Sam, this is what I want to know. So, look, I have not officially covered a t- Titans game in a very long time, as our business has grown, I have other responsibilities. We've got pregame show, halftime show, postgame show. But that's why we get guys like you to go into the locker room and ask questions after the game in the press conference. Sam, what was the feeling in the locker room as you kind of entered? You know, they win this game. They move on to six and three. They didn't play the best game that they've ever played, right? But they did have some good, you know, they, there's some good facets within the game what was the temperature in the locker room after the game yeah I don't want to say it was relief I feel like that's a weird word to use but that was kind of the overall feeling that I got from the game and it mainly comes down to a couple factors one being the amount of guys that were out with injury and then two the amount of guys that were banged up or the amount of guys that have had struggles recently and and with as many guys as were out for the Titans, as many injuries as they were playing through, as kind of terrible as they felt all week, and that's something Mike Vrabel told us in the postgame press conference was this was a long, long week, and we were still feeling the effects of that Kansas City overtime game just a few days ago. And to be in that state and then still be able to persevere and get a win and have some guys come up big, make some big plays, I'm sure we'll get into NWI and the criticism around the wide receiver room to have them show up. It was just an overwhelming sense of relief for the Titans to pull this one out, kind of gain that, you know, keep that separation in the division and in the AFC playoff picture. There's a big difference, I think, in optics between six and three and five and four. One of those, you're kind of an established contender. One of those, you're hanging around 500. So, a big time win to, you know, grit this one out and uh, given the state of injuries and where things were for the team, uh, it, I think it just feels good to earn another one and give yourself another couple days here. Hopefully they can go get another one in Green Bay on Thursday and then they've got a mini buy at seven and three. I think that would be a quite the scenario if you're a Tennessee Titan right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing that they did yesterday subtly was, I mean, they they sunk the Broncos season. This is, the Broncos are done now. Now, officially, we all thought that they could be done. Officially, they are done. They are not going to make the playoffs this year. They're sitting here three and six, one and four on the road and completely inept in the third and fourth quarters. And that's where you win games. Now, the crazy thing is, Sam, we've seen the Titans not score a single point in the third and fourth quarter and somehow win, but you got to create a bigger lead than what they had than 10 points. And the Titans came out, and 
they played I, – I actually liked their slight adjustments where, you know, there were some questionable calls by Todd Downing, but very impressive play defensively all over the defense. I think that's what Mike Vrabel's got to be proud of. And then you look at the offense, you know, without Derrick Henry essentially doing Derrick Henry things, the Titans were able to win a football game. Sam, if I would have told you before that game started that Derrick Henry on 19 carries was going to average 2.8 yards per carry and only have 53 yards, zero touchdowns, what would you say? I mean, you'd probably yeah. say they probably wouldn't win the game. Yeah, I would have definitely thought they would have lost the game. I think the story going into it was how good Denver's secondary was. We knew their defense was legit as a whole, but really it starts with that secondary and Pat Sertan and these guys being able to to match up and shut down a passing game. So I thought, yeah, for sure, if the if the Titans want to have offensive success, Ryan Tannehill has to open up the field with his arm, but Derrick Henry is going to have to have another Derrick Henry type of day. Uh, so, yeah, definitely in a vacuum. If you would have told me what Derrick Henry's final stat line looked like, it would have felt hard to believe that the Titans were able to piece together a couple touchdown drives and get a win. All right, so let's start with this. Let's get the chat involved early. What was the best part of the Titans win on Sunday? Let's start with something positive instead of something negative. You could sit here and criticize and criticize and criticize. But to the chat, what was the best part of the Titans win on Sunday? That's what we want to know in the chat. We will read some comments. Sam, I'll go ahead and officially ask you, in your opinion, what was the best part of the Titans win on Sunday? To me, the best part of the Titans win on Sunday came on the defensive side of the ball, and it, it comes down to defensive depth, Zach. And I think before I go any farther, Rashad Weaver uh, kind of summed it up perfectly in the locker room post game. So let's go to Rashad Weaver to talk a little bit more about what I think the Titans did best uh, in yesterday's win. We did a good job, again, being relentless. You see him trying to extend plays and guys running from the back side, chasing out of the stack, D-tackles, D-ends, all that. And that was uh, really the main focus to uh, not only help ourselves get stats, but you want to help those guys out on the back, back end so they don't have to cover all day. Yeah, this is your sixth straight game uh, that you guys have three or more sacks as a group, but a lot of guys, you know, combining to do that today. Just how does it make you guys feel as a defense for the contributions you got? Oh, I'm excited. That's what all I was thinking about out there today was all the different guys getting to the quarterback, getting sacks, getting hits. Uh, it just opens up the field. They don't know who to block. Everybody's excited to get a one-on-one. -on -one. Whoever, whoever's anybody can win at any chance, you know. And uh, we just look to take advantage of that. And they can't just hone in on one guy when everybody's playing at a high level. What was that mindset in that final drive for you guys? Um, in the game. You know, that's why yeah. I, I thought we would cover the ball in the strips. I, uh, I don't know why I did jump outside. That's playing. I like it a little bit more. I thought the game was over. But uh, it was just in the game. You know, anytime defense is out there and you got the opportunity to end it yourself, uh, you know, we got that. We look for those moments. We, I was excited to get out there, another opportunity. We weren't, you know, scared to get out on the field. Offense, drain the clock, drain the clock. I was sitting there like, score. Let's go out here and end the game myself, you know, and I think that's uh, the mindset of the whole defense. Marcus and Mario and some of these other guys say to each other before a game when you know it's going to be on you more than maybe usual? Um, you know, before the game, we just looked at each other and Rio was hitting us with the less ride. Oh, God. <laughs> I, was, I was saying, you know, lock in and just go out here and do what we do. I feel like that's like kind of all our mindset. Uh, we know what we can do and we just look. So that's Rashad Weaver talking about the Titans' defensive front and them continuing to answer the bell in some of these games, this is without Jeffrey Simmons, without Bud Dupree, obviously without Harold Landry. They've been without him all season. There was a point in this game, Zach, that the Titans were without eight of their 11 regular defensive starters. It was easier to name the guys that were still out there than the guys that were out with injuries at one point. You had Elijah Molden go down. You had David Long go down. No Christian Fulton, Dupree, Simmons, like I said, so many guys down, and yet the defense has been working because they've been winning up front. They've been bringing pressure. They had six sacks as a unit. Rashad Weaver, Demarcus Walker, Mario Edwards Jr., even Dylan Cole got in on the action. Naquan Jones. All of these guys continue to show up uh, and answer the bell when their number is called. So this next man up mentality 
that Mike Vrabel seems to preach and that these guys seem to talk about, this group really does embrace. And I am continuously impressed with their depth, uh, with their resiliency. They just kept on coming. No matter how banged up they were, no matter how much you thought the play might be over, they kept coming after Russell Wilson. And they made adjustments. I said earlier in the week they needed to make adjustments to keep contained on the opposing mobile quarterbacks. They did that very, very well yesterday. This is my biggest positive because this plays, this travels, and this can win you playoff football games. This amount of depth and this amount of pressure up front. That was my my overwhelming takeaway for how good this Titans defense really can be. Yeah, and you know that was a huge part. When you talk about Weaver, you know he was thrown into this position after Landry went down. He didn't, I mean... He, he's obviously happy that he's getting to play, right? But he was going to be a backup, a role player, a guy that comes in in spurts in between Bud Dupree and, and Harold Landry, and the season just hasn't worked out like that. Landry hadn't played a single snap because of the ACL, and Bud Dupree has been on again, off again with his hip, and he's off again now. But, Rashad, I thought Weaver, if you look at the statistics, Weaver was tied with Mario Edwards Jr. for those four quarterback hits. That was, I mean... I felt like Russell Wilson, you talk you talk about not being comfortable. Russell Wilson was not comfortable at all yesterday. He could not plant his feet. He couldn't throw downfield. He was constantly on the move. He was constantly running away. And then I felt like every time Wilson turned, there was another Titan there. I, that, that, I think, was the most impressive thing as, as kind of doubling down on what you were saying. And Weaver has been a big part of this defense, uh, you know, in spots where they need guys like that to step up when injuries have occurred. So I think that's good. Let's go to the chat real quick and ask what was the best thing from the Titans win yesterday against the Broncos 17 to 10. And let's see, we got a ton of comments going in. Let's see. Tevon says NWI flea flicker flicker. Steven goes flea flicker. The passing game had some life from CL Jackson NWI coming there. Uh, on YouTube, Sir Ken says defense has been the story of the Titans all season. Jermel, flea flicker. Ryan coming back was the best part. Talk about Tannehill's return. Defensive depth, depth from Eddie. Lee Grant says uh, Todd Downing. I, I think he's waiting for the next segment, not this segment. John, John McDaniel says the passing game was finally born. Stonehouse and NWI. So Ray brings up Stonehouse. The defensive depth stepping up. Home crowd came through from G-Man. Special teams from Jody. And here, I want to stop right here. Sam, it, it kind of took me a second to realize, you know, Robert Woods wasn't back returning punts like he was, right? Yeah. So they did a little bit of a switch up there. Yeah, we saw C.J. Board got elevated, like, really the morning of the game when we first kind of saw some of these moves that they made. Uh, bring up Traylon Burks and Elijah Molden as well. And nobody really knew what that was going to look like. Uh, but Chris Conley was inactive. CJ Board was active. And then I was uh, sitting with Teron Davenport of ESPN down in the Newswell uh, over by the Titans end zone for pregame warmups. And they introduced CJ Board as the returners. Uh, and he comes out, he's taking punt return reps. We kind of looked at each other. Right? Are, are they going to have this guy returning punts today? And all things considered, I thought CJ Board did a pretty strong, strong job. Good effort. In his first game as a Titan, given where the punt return position has been. So uh, special teams was chaotic as well, because also Randy Bullock with a pregame injury and not knowing what that was going to look like and having to bring Ryan Stonehouse out on kick kickoffs in the second half. Mike Vrabel says Bullock was unavailable in the second half. They let Ryan Tannehill know at, like halfway through the game. Hey, you might have to hold at some point today because Malik Willis has never held before. Ryan Stonehouse well, is your can't regular hold on holder. The ball either. <laughs> yeah, right. Ryan Stonehouse is your regular holder. He's got a kick. Your backup quarterback is usually the, the next guy up, but he doesn't know how to hold. So the starting quarterback might have to be the holder. That was an interesting situation. So, yeah, some chaos on special teams, but overall they, they prevailed and had a pretty strong, strong effort as a group. So we're talking about the best and the worst part of the Titans win. We're on best right now. We did have some good comments rolling in, uh, you know, noting the special teams, noting the defense, noting, you know, Tannehill's return. And, you know, the overall win boosts the morale of the entire team. But I do kind of look at this redemption. We, 
we sometimes save late laying down the law from later in in the the show on Mondays brought to you by Hughes and Coleman but I'm going with laying down the law early on and I'm going to tell you who laid down the law but before I do I know who lays down the law on this show and that's Hughes and Coleman the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans Hughes and Coleman if you've been injured in a car wreck you need the team that will fight for you, and that team is Hughes and Coleman. You can give them a call, 800-800-4600. They are the official lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, and they've got you covered. They've recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky and will continue to fight for every dollar that you deserve. That's Hughes and Coleman. They are the injury lawyer that you need to call. And don't forget, tell them about BetMGM. They're hooking you up with a great deal, Sam. Yeah, today's show is powered by the king of sportsbooks. And, of course, the king of sportsbooks. I'm talking about BetMGM because if you use the promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. So if you've been thinking about getting involved in the sports gambling world and getting into the sports gambling space, Pick an NFL game this next week. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports, and whatever bet you place up to $1,000 is risk free. Uh, there's really no reason not to get involved when things are risk free. That's the best case scenario, and you can get that using the king of sports books. That's Bet MGM. A to Z Sports. Who's laying down the law? I got to say, after a Open drop, just a flat-out drop that killed the Titans last week that would have surged some momentum, gotten Malik Willis more than 80 passing yards. It's got to be the game of NWI. Here he was after the game, Sam, in the locker room. Yeah, that was another one. Um Similar to practice, we had we had a rep just like that. Uh, it was cover zero and was able to you know run a corner route to the, to the back pylon and Ryan delivered the exact same ball that he did in practice. Uh, so I had full confidence. Uh, in that what, what has the mindset been maybe the receiver you know delayed and then you feel like you guys took a big positive step today? Uh, yeah, I mean mindset is just. Be us, be pros, handle ourselves like pros, and ignore all the outside noise. Um, that's all we can do. That's that's what our job is. That's our job description, uh, and that's what we, we came to do. Is it gratifying personally to, to, to have the big day, your best individual day? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's always great to score touchdowns, uh, but it's it's really awesome to, to see all the guys that, that help you, you know, have success. And the O-line, the defense, being able to get so many stops. Um, Ryan delivering plays, uh, just having a, a receiver group that's super excited for you. That's that's what's probably the most. NWI went from one target, zero catches, zero receptions, and a drop, to being the most targeted Titan yesterday, and led the team in targets, which I, I thought was impressive. Eight times Ryan Tannehill looked his way. He caught five of those passes. For 119 yards, he had the long of 63. And Sam, he had the wherewithal to cut back against the grain to score a touchdown. Easily, we've seen it time and time again, open field tackles in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden the Titans are in the red zone. Now, a really good red zone team, but it's not guaranteed that you score a touchdown. I felt like that play where he made that little stop and, and and juke move to get to the end zone on the flea flicker. That was huge for this Titans team in a game that didn't have a lot of points. NWI, I felt like, was the best part of this win because of the redemption. And look, I will state this. I don't expect NWI. He's not unlocked. He's not the guy. He's not all of a sudden the number one wide receiver in the league. He's not Justin Jefferson. He sure as hell ain't Stephon Diggs. But yesterday, he gave the Tennessee Titans exactly what they needed that Robert Woods and Traylon Burks could not do. No, yeah. I mean, NWI with a revenge game a little bit too, right after all the public criticism that he says, you know, he tries to ignore and this wide receiver group tries to ignore, but it's hard not to hear it sometimes. And 
uh, the media even asked him, you know, why are you guys not, nobody caught any balls? Where is this production? And he said, I believe his quote was, nobody was saying this earlier when we were making plays. And that drew a lot of criticism for being like, one, yes, we were. And two, when were you guys making plays? He made some plays yesterday in a big, big way. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, they've been looking for this type of production from a wide receiver. Robert Woods had a couple big drops yesterday when Ryan Tannehill was looking for him in big spots. Traylon Burks, I didn't think had the worst game in the world. He did have the one that hit off his hands where he kind of ran in front of Dontrell Hilliard, who was wide open. But that was more of a route concept thing to me than it was a Traylon Burks thing. Uh, but yeah, you finally got the guy to, to make the catches that you threw his way. And yeah, there were four or five drops still by Titans pass catchers. But finally, you had a 100-yard receiver. And finally, you were able to hit a couple big ones to win you a game. Yeah, as much bad offense as the Titans had, they won this game off of two touchdowns both to Nick Westbrook-Akine and off of that flea flicker and finally executing those opportunities. This is the opportunities that two weeks ago, last week, they didn't come through in. So, yeah, he laid down the law. I think he proved a lot of people wrong uh, and, and turned some heads. Feel good for Nick Westbrook-Akine. Whether, whether he is or is not unlocked from this point going forward, he was certainly unlocked yesterday and uh, was unlocked in the day that the Titans needed him to be most. Well, and I think Stanley brings this up. NWI looks so much better in his natural position as wide receiver three. He's not wide receiver one. He's not wide receiver two. He is a wide receiver three, or really, he's kind of like a fill-in guy, a, a, a switch-up guy that can come in there and maybe catch the defense off guard. So, Stanley, I think you're getting the love of the show right there because – I think he was the best part, and I think the best part was that he was the number three wide receiver, which is his position. Sam, they have got to get their number one and number two wide receiver in a much better spot, though, right? You can't be relying solely on your wide receiver three to get you through games. Robert Woods with that terrible drop. Look, they're not going to – I don't expect the Titans wide receivers to be targeted, you know, ten times apiece – and, you know, throw the ball 40 times and have, you know, Robert Woods and Traylon Burks both close to 100 yards with NWI over 70. I, I don't expect that. But you can't have the drop-off that we've seen because Burks and Woods, you know, they only they, – look, Burks had 24 yards and Robert Woods had 10 and a drop. But the targets – Robert Woods was targeted seven times. Traylon Burks was targeted six. That's 13 targets for 34 yards. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Yeah, no, you have to make the easy ones. And that, like, I think everybody was a little critical of Ryan Tannehill to start the game. And I was watching it, kind of looking at, I mean, that for, I mean, even the first drive of the game, he he had a nice job going through four or five progressions, you know, at, got hit as he threw and dumped the ball off to Jeff Swaim. That should have been a 25-yard gain. There was nobody. Well, I don't know if this was clear on television or not, but up in the press box, I saw Jeff Swaim standing alone. There was not a Denver Bronco within 10, 15, 20 yards of him. He would have been able to catch that ball and run for days right off his hands. Just clank right off his hands on the turf. You can't have that. And, and this this team we know is not going to be a pass-first team. I've thought Ryan Tannehill did a good job yesterday of doing more with less. I think that's something that he's continued to do throughout this season and throughout much of his Titans uh, kind of career here. I mean, I know he is Derrick Henry, but we talked about Malik Willis trusting one yard of separation, delivering the ball on time. Ryan Tannehill did that a lot. And unfortunately, his guys let him down uh, quite a few times. But yeah, you have to make the easy ones. That was a big difference in this Titans offense. And we'll hear from Mike Vrabel later on. But talking about needing to get into drives, it's hard to get into drives when your second and eight completion falls incomplete because it hits off a guy's hands and you wind up in third and long scenarios. So before we get to the worst part of the Titans win, you know, Ryan Tannehill returning is a part of the good. It's not about a, it's not a part of the bad, maybe the first half, and it's not a part of the ugly. Do you kind of give some leeway of Ryan Tannehill being out two straight weeks with an ankle, trying his hardest, and and 
trying to be a a force on this offense that has been forceless over the last two weeks, right? You had Derrick Henry in big spots the last couple of weeks against Houston and the Chiefs. You didn't have it today. But Sam, without Ryan Tannehill, and if Malik Willis was playing and Derrick Henry had 53 yards passing, or excuse me, 53 yards rushing, Malik Willis probably would only have 53 yards passing. I don't think they win. Well, yeah, I mean, we did, that was the story of the, the offensive effort or I guess the defensive effort from Denver yesterday. Surprisingly enough, they sold out to make it their purpose to stop Derrick Henry and contain him. It's why he didn't have a ton of success on the ground. But luckily, once they started doing that later in the game, the Titans were finally able to be like, all right, you know what? We know you're doing this, so we're going to go get you. That's why the flea flicker worked. You gave the ball to Derrick Henry. Everybody collapsed, sold out to stop 22. Next thing you know, NWI was running all by himself down the right sideline. So those things worked because they were trying to stop Derrick Henry. But having Ryan Tannehill means you have the quarterback who is the guy that can make you pay when you do that. So, yeah, having Ryan Tannehill back I thought was a huge positive something that they need going forward. I was impressed too, Zach, with him moving around a little bit. His clutch run for first down and a third down scenario, which ended up turning into a touchdown, their first touchdown when they needed it was Ryan Tannehill. It was kind of a positive negative. Positive yards, negative, because it looked like he probably tweaked that ankle yeah. on that run. Well, I mean, he told us in the post-game press conference, he said, yeah, it didn't feel good, but I needed to do it. And the win and the points there felt really good. So, uh Ryan Tannehill said that that's part of his checklist when he's looking to be able to play is, can I do my job to the best of my ability? I don't want to be a statue out there, and can I re-injure it? And if he can check off those boxes, he's going to be out there. The negative, he's got to go Thursday night, quick turnaround. But overall, I liked what I saw from Tannehill. Offense clearly just more dynamic in the passing game, finally, finally finding something. So uh, before we get to the bad, one quick thing. The, the fans in the chat are yelling for Chig. Jimmy mentions Chig. You got another YouTuber mentioning Chig. Kenneth mentions Chig. Chig with that, we they got to do more of that. Like they like have got to get him into open space. Now, uh, you weren't covering the team at this point, but jo- they used to do, Arthur Smith used to do a very good job at times of getting Jonu Smith on tight end screens on the like they rolled them out to the opposite side of the field throw back across and John would catch it and have blockers in front and it would go for big yardage I do think because of how weak the wide receiving core is you've got to kind of rely on Chig more if you're Todd Downing and I don't feel like he does that enough yeah no I totally agree I, I mean that wide receivers are tight end screen, I guess, to open the Kansas City game. Chig had an angry run, went for like 50 yards on it, flipped the field, and almost got you points off the bat. Uh, I think as much as people are going to talk Ryan Tannehill, talk wide receivers, talk defense, the tight ends of the Titans kind of having turned the corner a little bit. I thought they played a really, really strong game yesterday outside of Jeff Swaim and that block and that uh, drop. Uh, that was bad. But Austin Hooper made a couple really nice contested catches as well with a second effort after he got caught the ball that came up big for them to ice that game away and kill some of that clock. So Chig, Austin Hooper, I agree. Get them more involved. Why not? They've earned it. They've played well. And uh, I, yeah, and more tight ends because as the wide receivers aren't always getting it done, but the tight ends have been recently. So let's shift. We've talked about the best. We had good comments by the chat. You came in with defensively in that line and, and Weaver coming in there, six sacks on the day. I picked NWI. Now let's get to the bad. What was the worst part of the Titans' win on Sunday? They still won the game. They're still 6-3. and three. They're still atop the AFC South. But we're asking the chat, what was the worst part of Sunday's win against the Broncos? While, that ch- while the chat trickles in with their comments, I am going to tell people, about Farmer Health Plans. FBHP.com is where to go. I switched my health plan at the beginning of this year. You should switch yours. Plan on Farmer Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farmer Health Plans of Tennessee has really 
change the way that I look at my health plan. I save 20% now that I have switched every single month. That's big time money. And I get a better plan. And they have your individual plans, whether it's for you as an individual, whether it's you as a family, you've got one kid, you got two kids, you got 10 kids. It doesn't matter. They've got the plan for you. Visit fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. BetMGM is giving A to Z sports viewers a deal that uh, really you can't find anywhere else because with promo code ATOZ sports on the BetMGM app, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with that promo code. So find an NFL game that you like, place that bet, use that promo code, and your bet is risk-free. If it doesn't hit, money comes back into the account. You get another chance to try and win some money on the NFL, but you can only do it with BetMGM and with promo code ATOZ Sports. This is why they are the king of sportsbooks. All right. What was the worst thing that happened? I'm going to read the chat and then I'm going to get to you, Sam. Drop passes from Ty Hill. Mitchell says downing. I got a feeling we're going to have uh, downing. Jay says, look, Malik unable to handle the ball again, almost as bad as number seven throwing to a uh, number 12 in another game. Uh, let's see here. The offense in the first half, Jake, you're not wrong. J- Jared says injuries, play calling from Zoe, drops from Sean. Tannehill not going through his reads. Ryan probably mainly in the first half. Penalties from Eric. Uh, the worst, um, nothing from Lou. Uh, there's definitely some worse in there, Lou. It was a bad performance offensively. They had some miscues. We are going through that. Downing from Troy, injuries from Amber. There were a lot of injuries that were sustained. You talk about, now, Caleb Farley hadn't been that big of a deal, but he comes in there, he he re-injures his back. That's eye-opening to a guy that's already had two back surgeries. Christian Fulton didn't play. Bud Dupree didn't play. Jeffrey Simmons didn't play. And then there was more injuries that, that occurred. David Long Jr. stayed out there but was hurt. Elijah Molden did not return. That does not look good. I don't know what the diagnosis is, but it was yeah, it was groin again with Elijah Molden, which is a concern because that's just been what he's been battling. So potential setback there. That that is bad news for sure. Going through the worst downings judgment from Steven, six drops from Brandon, bonehead play calling from KG, mental mistakes there from Tevon. Uh, as we scroll on, play calling from Justin. Worst was the execution from Chris. Ramon says downing, downing from Josh, uh, downing from Dion. Too many penalties and Malik from Karen. Dennis uh, Daly is slaw from DK Titan. Uh, let's see here. Todd downing from Jose. So we've gotten kind of the feel of the chat as far as Todd downing is concerned from Alonzo. Sam, what was the worst thing from a Titans victory yesterday against the Broncos? Yeah, I am going to go the play calling route, but I'm not talking about Malik Willis and the fumble. Uh, That's a separate thing for me. I am talking about a greater issue that I saw developing with this Titans offense. So I'm going to send it over to Mike Vrabel postgame, who was asked about this problem. Here was his rationale behind why the Titans were doing it, but I've got a few issues with it. You've mentioned your identity being you know, that running football part of the eight carries in the first half. Is that just a matter of tough sledding, or what was it that made you go? How many plays do we have in the first half? Uh, 16. I mean, there weren't too many. Well, we were getting behind the chains. I know there were some three and outs. Again, you would really, you know, even looking at the second half, where we had nine-yard gain, penalty, Nine yard, you know, I mean, it was like we just gaining nine yards in a run, and then there's a penalty. You know, I think we can be at our best if we can start to get in there and complement some some runs and some play passes. Um, but you just have to sustain some drives, you know, to be able to get that going. Um, you know, so we'll keep looking at it. So that was Mike Vrabel when asked by Teron Davenport of ESPN why Derrick Henry really only had eight carries in the first half and said uh, only eight carries. Is that a result of tough sledding? That's what Mike Vrabel had to say, that 
one, they didn't have many plays and he got the play number wrong. Uh, and then also said, well, it was just, you know, we weren't getting into drives, but I have an issue with this, Zach. I have an issue with, with how the Titans handled the first half and handled Derrick Henry's usage. I think I saw it mentioned by one or two people in the chat. It, they went back to the formula they were running early in the season against the Giants that was so predictable and didn't make sense because you have Derrick Henry on your roster and at times have Derrick Henry in your backfield, and yet they kept getting into these second down and five third down and three scenarios, and they were passing the football. They ran with Dontrell Hilliard on a third down and three and then got stopped short, fourth and one, punted the ball away. Like, you have Derrick Henry on your roster. They need to use him as the big, physical, best running back in the NFL that he is. I'm tired of seeing all of Derrick Henry's carries coming on first and 10 or first and 14 after you've gotten a false start and backed things up a little bit. They went through a period too, Zach, where they had handoff to Henry gain of seven penalty handoff to Henry gain of nine, no penalty. And then on second and third and one, they threw the ball. Like I don't get why they keep going away from this guy in short yardage scenarios. When you know that what he does best is run through tacklers. He only had one carry in a short yardage scenario in the first half, and he picked up the first down. So when I look for the reason why they're not getting into drives, it's because they're not doing a good job play calling in those short yardage scenarios to pick up the first down and keep things going. If you want to pass, pass sometimes. You have to keep them off balance. And I'm even a fan of doing it more on first down, even when it's not working like they did. But third and three, don't try and recreate the wheel. Just run the ball. Like, give Derrick Henry the ball. It's simple. Like, I don't understand why they're trying to get too cute with things. And as we saw later in the game, you had a short yardage third and one scenario. You tried to get too cute with Malik Willis, fumbled the football. Maybe you should have just given the ball to 17, let him put it in 22's belly, ran the ball up the middle, and kept your drive alive. I don't understand it. Yeah, I think the – and what you – you mentioned this drive. The Titans had just gone on a 13 play, two minute, 11 second drive to close out the first half, ending in a touchdown pass, right? It was in a two minute offense. They ran that well. That was the, the, the biggest, you know, that was the biggest plays, number of plays, really all game besides the flea flicker, but consecutively, you gain the momentum. All right, you go into halftime. You're no longer down 10 points. You're only down three points. You've done everything correct for the last 13 plays. You kick the ball off. Okay, you continue to do things correct and force a three and out to start the third quarter and you get the ball back. Now, here's the drive. Titans fans, they're trying to get all the momentum back. The crowd's getting involved. They've now gotten the buzz in the air. It's in Nissan Stadium. The drive that I think everybody is so upset with, Derrick Henry on first and 10, seven yards. You're now in second and three, right? Now, second and three also involves a penalty on Aaron Brewer offensive holding. So that didn't help you. So now you're backed up second and 13. Well, you're going to go back and, well, let's hand the ball off to Derrick Henry for a seven, or excuse me, for a 10-yard gain. Now we're at third and three. This is the crucial moment that you're talking about, Sam. You're at third and three. You've just had all of the momentum and halftime and a three and out defensively that your defense has provided you. And you get in the shotgun and you hand the ball off to Dontrell Hillier. You don't get in three tight end set. You don't even do a play action pass in a three tight end set to try to fool and maybe throw a slant across the middle like we used to see with A.J. Brown all the time, you hand the ball off, gain of two punt. So all of that buildup of the momentum, and I don't know whether Todd Downing's getting in his own head. You talked about being too cute. But that is a massive problem. And I felt like at that point in time, that was the worst play call of the game. Well, I'm fine with giving Dontrell Hilliard the ball too. If they're both on the field, 
Like, but they're not. It's third right. down. No, I, I, he's I not going to be that, on the but, field unless you're in big, big back yeah. set. No, and it, so that's that's the the clarification here is like Dontrell Hilliard should get a carry here, a carry there to keep him off balance. Like, absolutely. But you can't just take Derrick Henry off the field on third and three and hand it off to your smaller running back. Like when you're trying to just get three yards. And so, yeah, it, there's a balance that Todd Downing and the Titans play caller play calling offensive staff. Everybody has to try and figure out that they haven't found yet where we don't want Derrick Henry to be predictable in the sense that you're doing the same combo of runs for him. But there's also a balance of, you know, don't get too cute when it's right there. And that like third down and three, if you asked me, would I rather you try and run something unpredictable that may or may not work or something that's more predictable, but it's Derrick Henry, I'll take Derrick Henry against anybody. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to for me. So yeah, I mean, that's the main drive that highlighted it, but I thought it all throughout the first half of why is this guy not getting the football in the easiest first down conversion scenarios like it, three yards is the easiest scenario to pick up a first down but no it's always first and 10 or deeper which doesn't make sense to me well I feel like they're we're all quick to understand who the Titans are right run the football play good defense well they just played good defense on the, the previous drive now you run the ball and you've run it effectively right because I do think that defenses in the second half when you're facing Derrick Henry You've just gotten you've just sat down for 20 minutes, right? You've you 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 haven't been in the game. The worst thing is 22 running right at you. I feel like that it puts you in a compromising position. And so when they need to be a run first team, they don't always do that. And you know, John brings up Derrick Henry hasn't looked the same since the Texans game, spent a lot of time in the medical medical tent Sunday. What's going on there? Sam, you're in and around this football team. John asks, do you think something is up or do you think it was just not his best performance yesterday? I do think there's wear and tear there. I mean, they rode him against the Texans. Then he played an overtime game in Kansas City. Like these well, things. You got, a short, hey, you got a short week coming up. Yeah, and you got another tonight. short week, right? So, I mean, all of these things do play a factor uh, in terms of the medical tent. The rationale given by Derrick Henry was he had to use the bathroom. That is what Derrick Henry told the media regarding him being in the medical tent, uh, in and out of the medical tent, was I was using the bathroom. Whether or not that is exactly what was going on, I don't know. Was he pulling a DK Metcalf? I don't know. Uh, but Derrick Henry says he had to use the bathroom. So uh, I do think he might be feeling it a little bit just in terms of natural wear and tear. I don't think there's an injury going on necessarily. He reassured everybody last week. Don't ask about the foot. The foot's fine. Don't you dare mention the foot. It's fine. So, yeah, I don't think the foot is a problem. I just think that you said it, Sam. I think that the, the Broncos were king on the run and if you sell out for the run and that's how you're going to beat the Titans. I like, the formula is pretty easy. If you're able to stop Derrick Henry in their run game, you are just saying Ryan Tannehill, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, NWI, Austin Hooper, and Chig are all going to beat you. And if I was a defensive coordinator, I would say good luck, right? Best Godspeed because Traylon Burks and Robert Woods, and this is where it gets to my worst part. My worst part is a little bit bigger than a singular thing that happened. Mine is... Two years running, Todd Downing has not figured out his bucket. And what I mean by that is you need we need to find out what Robert Woods. So I'll ask you, Sam, what is what route and what catch does Robert Woods do better than all other routes and catches? What is his bucket? He likes the slants. Anything quick over the middle is like Robert Woods is thing and I think this is a good point actually that you bring up Zach because I thought the Titans should have done more of this in the second half too we saw it on the two-minute drill like Ryan Tannehill dropped back quick passes quick passes five yards ten yards anything over the middle that was working pretty well like it was an efficient offense for the Titans to march down the field getting the ball in these guys hands and Robert Woods has shown in the his history in the NFL his ability to do timing routes 
and anything over the middle. And we don't see him do a ton of those right now with, with his role on the current Titans offense, which I think is, is a, another, you know, to your point about, you know, what is the bucket? Where, where is his What's Traylon Burks's bucket? Traylon Burks' bucket is probably a similar situation where you scheme him open and try and get let him get some yak. I think there's a 50-50 ball body there. Uh, we haven't, yeah, seen but he's it. running drag routes the entire right. game. <laughs> we haven't seen the 50-50 ball with Traylon Burks yet, uh, but I do think. I mean, they they did run a great play design where they cleared out with Robert Woods. And I think it was Swaim or Hooper. Somebody cleared out. Basically, two defenders brought Traylon Burks on a slant, a quick pass. He was able to get about 15 to 20 yards just with his legs. He's gotten good separation short, but you have to find a way to push the ball down the field. They haven't had that guy. I mean, NWI getting open on the flea flicker is good, but Traylon Burks is supposed to be your guy that you can just throw the ball deep to, even if he's in one-on-one coverage. They they don't do that very often. No, they don't. And Look, maybe they were guarding uh, against re-injury because he just came off IR, which, you know, the good thing is just Traylon Burks came out at least unscathed as we saw and, you know, didn't re-injure that foot. That's a positive. But I, I, I this offense, it will drive you nuts. It drives Titans fan nuts each and every week. It is pulling teeth to try to get back – Back to back to back, three good drives in a row that are efficient, downfield, throwing, passing, and uh, and, and I just, I, I think Todd Downing is wearing on me. And I, I was kind of, look, we know, I know what Austin thinks. Austin doesn't, he's out on Todd Downing, he's been out on Todd Downing, and that's fine. I had not been to that level. Winning cures everything. But, Sam, winning also covers up a lot of things. And I do believe that 6-3 and three is covering up how poor of a play caller not only Todd Downing has been this year, but also last year. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to get to a point, too. Uh, I, I saw somebody say Buck doesn't see a problem with Todd Downing. You mentioned Austin is like has been all the way out. You and me are both probably somewhere in the middle uh, but Jose says Downing doesn't run anything good. I totally disagree with this. I think Todd Downing does a lot well. And I, I think offensive coordinators in the NFL as a whole need more credit for scheming runs. The running game is the not sexy part of the offense. When you think of an offensive coordinator and you think of a play caller, you want the guy that's getting the wide receivers wide open, is hitting the home run shots and is just marching down the field and quick drives for touchdowns. There is something to be said about the Titans run game. And with kind of the struggles on the offensive line uh, with Derrick Henry, maybe having a little less burst than he did in previous years, how they've still had a monster season. And a lot of that is Derrick Henry himself. Uh, and, and I don't think Todd Downing is a great play caller. People say I've lost all credibility and Todd Downing is terrible. There is nuance to this stuff. If you tell me I've lost all credibility because I acknowledge Todd Downing does some things well, that is crap. I'm not hearing that because he does things well. What it's frustrating is that it's not consistent. And it's what you said. We see what is good and then it just disappears. And it's kind of like, well, you, you just figured out the recipe and then you threw it away and you didn't use it the next time. And it, I'm lost for words on why that stuff doesn't work. But to say he does nothing well is a bit of a reach. He does some things very, very well. It's just you need a guy that's more consistently going to the well of the things that are proven in the game. And for a guy that mentions bread and butter schemes over and over and over again, he seems to not want to do the things that work for the Titans in the games. And he tries to get too clever with it when it's like, hey, Todd, maybe just stay with what works. Yeah, and I – They've got to get Burks and Woods a part of this offense. That, I I will say this, the Titans will go as far as Traylon Burks and Robert Woods because they're going to need that type of spark. Derrick Henry is notoriously good at doing Derrick Henry things. Ryan Tannehill is a reliable, adequate quarterback that can deliver a good football. That is, we've never... Denied that. Never sit here. Never called Ryan Tannehill a bad quarterback. We've we've talked about his ceiling, 
But Robert Woods and Traylon Burks, I do believe that they need the help of Todd Downing, and I don't think that they're getting it. Now, look, I can't sit here and come to the defense of Robert Woods when he drops a big key third down pass across the middle. I that is on you, Bobby Trees. That is Bobby Weeds. That's that was Bobby Weeds. But Todd Downing is going to have to get 16 and two involved over the next several weeks to get prepared for a playoff run, or the Titans will do the same thing that they've done the last two years. Yeah, I do think that. No, I totally agree. And look, look I, I know. Chad doesn't like it, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Todd Downing is is imperfect. I just criticized him for basically his entire second half of play calling and basically how he used Derrick Henry for an entire game. I think it is uh, a little bit foolish to ignore some of the success they've had on the ground, but they have to, have to, have to get more consistent with their play calling and their identity. If they don't, we're going to keep having these games like this where we say, well, why is Derrick Henry not working? Why are we not getting into drives? Because that's been the question all, all year is, well, we got to get into drives in the second half. I think we know why you're not getting into drives because you're not calling what you do best when it matters most. All right, Sam, I- I've got a question for you. It doesn't have to do with directly downing, but it does have to do with the Titans offense. I'm going to ask you that quick question, but first I do want to tell you guys, about the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. The Bone and Joint Institute are hooking you guys up. If you have an injury, they hooked me up. They hooked my shoulder back in place years ago. Uh, I got surgery on my my torn labrum. This thing is back and ready to go to action. Paul Thomas, Dr. Paul Thomas has helped me and he's helped so many other people. They've got specialists that can help you. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got a state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin. Satellite locations across Middle Tennessee. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. Yep, and today's show is powered by BetMGM. We have to talk about it at BetMGM because uh, with the promo code ATOZ Sports, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. So if you've been you know, thinking about maybe getting involved in sports gambling, but you don't want to do it. There's just too much risk, risk involved. Risk-free is the best way to go. So use the king of sports books, use BetMGM, and use promo code ATOZ Sports. And whatever that bet is on pro football, it's risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older in Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets and site credit. Free bets expire seven days of insurance. For problem with gambling, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Sam, where's Tim Kelly in this? I don't know. I feel like... I feel like, and I want to say this, and I'll let you answer. I feel like the, the the chat and Titans fans all over the world was Tim Kelly was going to come in and just, th- this was going to be the Lord and Savior. The man above is going to come over from Houston and walk into the facility and reignite this passing game. Where's Tim Kelly? And what responsibility does he have in your opinion? Um, you know, it's, it is hard to judge even from looking at practice every day because he spends every practice with the tight ends, which is a little bit of an interesting role, like working with Luke Steckel and the tight ends on blocking for a passing game coordinator. It's an, it's an odd scenario. And and I'm not really sure where he falls into it in terms of, of the play calling or of the offensive identity. But I guess that question in and of itself is an issue right this is a guy that you brought in to fix some of your issues in the passing game and the titans passing game has gotten worse this year than it was last year so uh whatever tim kelly is doing i I think he needs to be in question just as much todd downing is more public right he's the offensive coordinator his job is to call the plays when plays go bad as they have so often with the titans todd downing deserves the blame and he gets the blame but yeah, I think there needs to be a question too of, hey, remember this guy that was supposed to help our passing game kind of be more dynamic and be unique and be disguised and and be more fun and use the Austin Hoopers and the Chigo Conquos and the Robert Woods to our advantage to replace A.J. Brown? We haven't seen it. 
like like the Titans passing game is you know elementary at best like I mean it, it's pretty basic with the things that they do and the concepts that they run outside of like a big flea flicker but uh yeah that like this sort of idea fire downing promote Kelly I saw people earlier in the year were saying oh the Titans just had a good drive Tim Kelly must have been calling plays that drive as much criticism as Todd Downing gets Kelly gets it from me too because that's his job your job is passing game coordinator and when the passing game doesn't work I do look at you and say hey what are you doing by the way yeah and so I think you bring that up and Burks and Woods are going to be the key down the stretch. I think a sprinkle of Chig and obviously Hooper. And I look, I think waiting on Kyle Phillips to eventually get back to give you something, Sam, I just don't know how healthy Kyle Phillips is going to be this football season. And it's unfortunate because I do, I like his demeanor. I like his approach. I like his reliability. Uh, we saw one game against the Giants of what maybe he could do in the two-minute. But I don't think he's going to be 100% healthy. So I've got to kind of look at Burks and Woods, the guys that are you know, either taking up the draft pick or making the money, to be able to get open and have Ryan Tannehill throw him the football where you know Derrick Henry needs to run in short yardage situations, but the other guys need to make plays. Because NWI is not going to have 100-plus yards Again, he may have that one more time, God willing, the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the chat is – I've got a bone to pick with the chat. I don't know if we even have time for me to get into all of this right now. Uh, but let me find, like, this comment. Kelly isn't the OC, though, because who calls the plays and added Kelly doesn't have much room – much to work with in the wide receiver room. This is the type of stuff, Zach, that I think – frustrates me when it comes to Titans fans and their hatred for Todd Downing because I've seen people now saying well Tim Kelly can't coordinate the passing game because Todd Downing is the offensive coordinator if you don't think these guys are working together on drawing up plays and calling plays Todd Downing has the ultimate say in what he, in what plays get run but when they scheme this is a Tim Kelly and Todd Downing thing and as much as Tim Kelly doesn't have much to work with in the wide receiver room, Jared, you're not saying that about Todd Downing. Now, are you? You're not saying, well, the talent isn't there. No, you're saying you want his head on a stick. Keep the same energy. If you're coming at Todd Downing for the offensive play calling, you better be critical of Tim Kelly because they are not two independent ships in the night passing by where Tim Kelly's like, well, my hands are tied. Todd won't let me call the plays. They work together. That's how football works. That's how coaching works. Like th they are together for me. Like, yes, Todd Downing deserves the criticism, but so does Tim Kelly. Quit making excuses. That's crap. That's narratives. It's not like it is completely subjective. It is. I, that's nonsense. I'm not hearing any of that. Oh, Sam, get a little worked up. I'm not, like I'm not hearing that because that's the energy all the time. And I'm not trying to be the guy that's sitting here defending Todd Downing or as Ryan says, I'm delusional. Like, <laughs> this is just how it works. And I'm in the building every day. This is how play calling works in the NFL. Just the same way Mike Vrabel is not, like, away from being criticized by me. He's not, like, because he has a say in this, too. Whether they go for it, sometimes even whether it's a run or a pass can be a decision on the head coach. So Mike Vrabel deserves blame as much as Todd Downing deserves blame, as much as Tim Kelly deserves blame for some of these offensive issues because they are a coaching staff. They are a team. You want to talk about the wide receivers? Talk about Rob Moore. Talk about Luke Steckel and why the tight ends aren't involved. Like, don't single out one guy and find your scapegoat and refuse to look at anything else as, as an objective thing because Tim Kelly is your passing game coordinator. Let's look at his job title. What do you think his job is to do? Coordinate your passing game. And we've talked all season about how the passing game stinks. I'm not hearing that. Get out of here with that. Also, I got to give the love of the show. This made me laugh. I've given you're getting like a, a side love right here because Tim Kelly and Downing are like Dale Doback and Brennan from Step Brothers. That's pretty good. I just anytime you get to read the name <laughs> Dale Doback, uh, it's a win. 
it definitely is a win. All right, Sam, I have the card right here. This is going to put our brain to the test oh, today. Boy. All right, okay. here we go. I'm ready. And uh, the chat, I think we're going to like this question because I think we can come up with some crazy stuff and ask me anything. Before we get to ask me anything, do want to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's the Hyundai Palisade. That's the Hyundai Sonata. That's the Hyundai Elantra. That's the Hyundai Tucson. That's the Hyundai Santa Fe. But Sam, I'm not done there. They've got the Hyundai Ionic, which is battery powered. It's not, it's so fuel efficient, it doesn't need any fuel. And it can get you from point A to point B. They're family owned and operated at Wilson County Hyundai, and they're hooking you up with a great deal and a great ride. Just tell them A to Z Sports sent you. If you are in the market for a vehicle, though, seriously, go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and I have to tell you about BetMGM because BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and they're offering you a risk-free opportunity to get involved in sports betting. Uh, that is promo code ATOZ Sports, and your bet on pro football up to $1,000 is risk-free. There's no reason not to get involved when there's no risk involved. So go to BetMGM, use promo code ATOZ Sports. It is uh, here's quick, quick question from Denise. Have you, you ever used a payphone? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if you're from. Are you familiar with this new segment kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you on? already answered that question? No, I haven't, but no, I have not used a payphone. Oh. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I. Orlando says I've probably never seen Step Brothers. I have seen Step Brothers. I love Step Brothers, but no, I've never used the payphone. That's one of those ones that's. Uh, I don't know. I like by the time I was old enough to go, I mean, we had like a landline in my house. And by the time I was old enough to go places, I feel like it, cell phones were pretty prevalent. So uh, pay phones were never really a necessity uh, for me. And uh, Hector, Hector is going to give you $2 for your lunch salary to say, Fire down, Todd Downing doesn't know how to use his player. Well, I'll, I'll take it with the $2 to the lunch salary. I'll take the fire Todd Downing criticism. The, Eric, I forgot about this. Do we have a minute for me to go get this, Zach? Because I had Magic Bucket on Thursday, and I am supposed to put peanut butter on the roof of my mouth for this segment. If you can, do you have peanut butter? Available? I can go grab peanut butter from the kitchen. You're just gonna have to give me a second here. I'll, I'll hold it down. All right, we're gonna do it. We're all about accountability. So thank you, Eric, for shouting out the peanut butter. This is gonna be weird, but we're gonna go do it. Hang on. Now I'm gonna get updated to exactly to see what that magic bucket was. John says it's no coincidence that the success of the two minute drive right before half was not plays called by Downing. And John, you know, you do have a point. That two-minute drive is is hurry up, but conceptually they practice those type of things. So you know, Todd Downing does put in the install. I do think Ryan Tannehill has the discretion of calling you know, Superfly, Superfly, sixty-six, sixty-six. He kind of he talks through that, but uh, that was their most successful drive, and it wasn't just kind of a one-off flea flicker like you saw in the second half. All right, Sam has returned. Yeah, I've got the peanut butter. I don't really know what the best strat. I was talking to Austin about this. Like, is it what a is so? What is the magic? Like, what what was read? On if the I remember it correctly, it was just I had to do the entire final segment, which was the "Ask Me Anything." With and chat, you probably remember better than I do. Just with peanut butter on the roof of my mouth. Like, I just have to put peanut butter on the roof of my mouth and do it with, like. So I don't know what the best strategy is to get it up there. Is it just like a spoon? I, I think take like a this? spoonful and uh, we'll see how it works. All right. Well, go ahead and you ask the question while I'm doing this and then. All right. The question is. That's a heavy spoonful, by the way. I'm not cheating. Like, what would happen if we found a way to use 100% of our brain's potential? What would happen if we found a way to use 100% of our brain's potential? So I am going to Google how much brain do we use? Uh, it's not a joke. Uh, so let's see here. 
the on an average day humans okay so this may be a myth how do i use 100 percent of my brain it says over the course of an average day humans use nearly 100 percent of their brains the idea that we only use 10 percent of our brains is deeply entrenched in popular culture but it is not entire, entirely true so i think what this is saying is the capacity what could we do? I, I have my uh, I have my idea. Sam, I'll let you go ahead and answer your no. idea of what could we do if we found a way to use 100% of our brain's potential. I don't know. Um, I think I had something to do with uh, that Scarlett Johansson movie. Which one was that? I don't know. She made a movie where it was like that, where she could use her brain and nobody else could use their brain. Like all, like... 100% and it was weird. It was like the Matrix. So I think what we could do, I think we could space travel better. And ultimately, I do think that space travel. Yes, Dion's right here. It was called Lucy. Did you see it? I saw the movie. I just, I got to put more peanut butter in. I saw the movie, but it was that was the premise of the movie was she could like everybody else is 10%. She unlocked a hundred percent. She was next level stuff. She was like going through walls and stuff. It was weird. Yeah. The, the, I mean, you don't have to keep eating peanut butter if you don't want to. That was the card. I got you know, oh, you you have to eat throughout peanut the butter segment. I gotta keep putting it on top of my mouth. That's a tough one. Jeez, I don't know who can I didn't come up with that one. So I don't was, know either. That was on uh but I think I think it is space travel. I think that is because that is a part of our brains that we cannot comprehend. They've always said this, and I'll remember my chemistry teacher in seventh, seventh grade told me this, and I was like, you're a liar. I've grown up. He was not a liar. There are more stars than grains of sand on Earth. That, as a seventh grader, I could not comprehend. That made no sense to me. But I do believe that that is the case. I think maybe we would look closer like the fifth element. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, That's an no, I don't, movie. I don't think I have, but no, I agree with you. Uh, I think it, there's a lot of concepts of our universe and our world that I think are just way bigger. Like even just the concept of how small a human being really is in comparison to the universe. I think there's these concepts that are way bigger than any of us can even think about speed of light, everything with space. And I think, yeah, having your brain would, that would probably, would probably be very helpful. All right. Uh, Monday's in the books. I'll, I'll save you to eat. Uh, hey, yeah. I'm having a tough time. You guys were right. That was like, it felt like I was choking. You can go eat, you can go eat some uh, jelly or jam after the show to even yourself out. But great show today on this Monday. The Titans get another victory yesterday. They move on to six and three. We'll have Mike Vrabel this afternoon on a press conference, so we'll react to that. We've got primetime tonight. you got the Titan Up podcast later this week. Sam's got coverage throughout the course of the week. And Thursday night football on Amazon Prime on Thursday against the Packers. So short week. We got you covered. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, and we will see you tomorrow. Adios.